<laughs> Goat League Assemble. Charles, top of the morning to you. Switching it up this week. Uh, gonna gonna do it in the morning uh, for the podcast. What do you what do you, how do you feel about that? I uh, good morning to you as well. I feel pretty good about it. I've uh, I've always been a big fan of uh, doing it in the morning. Uh, Did you wake up on you. the right side of the bed though? <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't wake up on the left side of the bed, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're coming to you with some, some heavy rain and some wind. But, uh, you know, we're going to persevere and, uh, and yeah. do the pod for the people. It's 9 a.m. and it's freaking raining. <laughs> oh, no one's responding man. to my emails. I'm feeling lonely. <laughs> 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 um i i want to start this the 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 pod off with a uh special shout out to uh mr mr adam craven our league champion himself um congratulations on man on the um on the newborn adding the old uh adding the third to the stable yeah yep two two daughters one son a son in the middle with a older and younger sister could could be an interesting uh could be an interesting life for old Isaac. Yeah, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get both ends. Um, he's gonna get the the bullying from the older sister, and then the younger sister is gonna be the one that knows how to bully him. At absolutely ticks him off, and then starts crying, and then it looks like you're messing with your baby sister. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's a tough situation for the uh, for the male in the household, but it'll be a uh, it'll be a fun dynamic, that's for sure. Yeah, come time for him to start dating and you know all that, like he will be well prepared to to deal with females. So that's that's a benefit as well. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, man, big big congrats to Craven and uh, Charles. Let's let's kind of move move over to the uh, the little TV section uh, outside of football. Um, another another good House of the Dragon episode. Quick quick little time jump. If you weren't prepared, yes. if you weren't prepared <laughs> for it, uh, you better be. Yes, time jump. Uh, the king is 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 decaying before our eyes. Um, we've got. Uh, We've got a lot happening. We've got what I think is a uh, uh, the new, well, we'll say new, but the new little finger has been uh, revealed. Yes, and uh, and we're starting to see we're starting to see how this is all going to set up. And I think episode seven will definitely be the the wildest episode so far because I mean it's been more of like a chess game so far. I think. Yeah. Um. This this might be uh, worthy of bonking me, but. Uh... Alicent, the new the new Alicent uh, smoke show. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, she's 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 attractive. I'd say. Uh, uh, what's what's her damn name? Uh, is it is it the Olivia Cook? Um, is that Olivia Cook? Either way, I can't remember her name, but but she's she's certainly a. Uh, if it is, a, I'd scramble a, her a eggs. Bad bitch, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Uh, fertile or fried? 
Uh, she, she's actually from the uh, textile manufacturing town in Greater Manchester, so she's uh, she's she's uh, she, she's well versed in the uh, in, in the Manchester. I know you mentioned the Manchester she, at Sea movie at one point. Yeah. So. <laughs> she's from Manchester, bro. <laughs> bro, Manchester <laughs> by the sea. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, bro. Yeah, she's from Manchester, um, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's I think it's a good. It's setting up really well. Um, yeah, there's gonna, there's definitely gonna be a little. A, is it called a civil war when families fight? I mean, yeah. we know this, but uh, no, nobody wins when the family feuds. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. We could, uh, we could. There's, I think, a, a great, uh, a great poet once said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, over, over, over. That's right. I was thinking of eight to the <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, other than that, you what's the one show with Jeff Bridges you were telling me to watch? That sounds pretty interesting. Oh yeah. So um, it's called uh, it's called the it's called the Old Man um, on uh, on Hulu, and you know I think it's an FX thing, but you know it's on Hulu. Um, it's only seven episodes in the first season. I think I've seen five so far, so I've got two left. Okay. Um, first three episodes are very good. It gets you going, um, some immediate plot twist, and then it's kind of just, you know, hangs in there. Um, and there's already confirmed to be a second season. It's pretty good. I think, uh, basically this guy, he, he's absconded from the CIA. He's like living off the grid and then. You know, there's kind of, you know, different storyline in the background and other characters yeah. get introduced. But it's got Jeff Bridges. It's got uh, John Lithgow, the guy that's uh, one of the, the murderers and uh, the Trinity killer and Dexter. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's good. So, yeah, pretty good little cast. Um, have you seen Dahmer yet? No, I haven't. But I, uh, I've it's been wild. a lot of things about it as far as. Just on the interwebs, it's uh, it's quite wild. Yeah, it's apparently I was reading it. You know, apparently it's on Netflix, right? So, um, apparently it sparked kind of a a backlash for some. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we we are intrigued by all this stuff and like true crime. It's definitely entertaining, but it's obviously yeah. re-traumatizing for a lot of people. So, I mean, dude, it screwed up. They didn't even they didn't even notify the family the victim's family members that they were even filming or or talking about making this which is kind of screwed up i i would say that's uh what do they call that quid pro quo that's the quid pro quo uh yeah (laughs) um it's kind of like you you gotta at least notify them that you're planning on doing this to to kind of ready them i mean obviously the victim's families can't really stop somebody with a multi-million dollar budget to uh to do this but um yeah it, you know just the, the shows uh, we, we all know Dahmer was was a crazy dude but i didn't realize he was this crazy um and yeah. uh it's but it's always interesting with this true crime stuff like these serial killers man they all have like you know, a little bit of obsessive compulsion. They've got a little bit of um, 
you know, that they only want certain things like Dahmer only messed with like people of a different race, which was weird. Um, I, I don't know. He wasn't like very OCD to be a serial killer, though. That was intriguing, too. Like his, his apartment's absolutely sloppy. Usually it's like these dudes are, are so pristine with their like cleanup process and with everything else that nobody ever sus- suspects it. This dude yeah. was just walking around hammering butt heavies and just chopping people up in a damn housing project in the middle of the damn evening. It's kind of wild. He got away. It's insane. Yeah. 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 He freaking got away with it. That's the craziest part. And not to make light of it or anything, but do you remember the, uh, you remember the Seinfeld episode where she's dating Jeffrey Dahmer? And, yeah. Um, obviously another one. And they call her at, they call him out at the game. They're like, your t- car's being towed, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, <laughs> It was that's that's what it made me think of, and um, you know Seinfeld always has a, a tie-in, especially on this show. Definitely, um, but Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I'll have to check that out. Uh, I think you know everybody in the Goat League. You know, I think you guys would enjoy both of these things that we're talking about. Uh, the old man is a good, you know, I. It's a classic, like, it's a classic guy show. I mean, I think women would definitely like it, too. It's not like it's that guy show, but it, it, y'all would like it for sure. I'm that guy, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not that pal. <laughs> um, so, speaking of killing and getting killed, um, let's let's hop right into last week's scoreboard. Um, Vic, 118, e, me... 83 uh, another dismal week for for my squad um this was the worst beat down of the week by at least 10 points uh charles what you got here well um yeah i mean the thing about vikram's team is he's putting up solid points and the broncos haven't even got anything figured out yet i mean russell wilson javante williams piss poor you know for the most part um, but you know, Saquon Russell Gage was a great pickup and, and Mark Andrews proven to be a, a stellar pick for him. Um, stellar keeper, should I say? Um, and on your side, you know, you, you had a bad week from Joe Mixon, which is honestly unbelievable considering his matchup that he had. Yeah. Um, T Higgins had a decent week, average week. Um, you know, I will say, you know, we are recording this on a Friday morning. Higgins had a very nice night last night. So um, kind of law of average was coming out there. And, you know, I think you had about an average week. I mean, it's not like you had a below average week. I think there's a lot of teams that were in the 80s. So, um, yeah, just went up against a, a reemerging Saquon and some other. I mean, Mark Andrews, I think, scored twice. <laughs> yeah, the Mark Andrews game really killed me. Uh, and then Thielen absolutely you know, the fact that he's catching six balls in a game at, at, at this point in his career is, is just asinine. So, um, yeah. but we're, we're here. We're here. So, yeah, we are. And, and I will say just a quick plug on, on Kyle Pitts. Um, he finally, he's yet to get in the end zone, but he, he finally had a, a five for 87. Uh, he's sending targets, upwards. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, Vic moves to to become the uh, the first team, the only team, to three and up. Next up, we've got Connor versus Lick. Uh, Charles, 
this might have actually been more points. Um, this might have been this actually might have been the biggest beatdown. I'm not good at math, and I'm just looking at it off the top of my head. But Connor back to back weeks after what we thought week one to be uh, not a good sign. He's absolutely turned it around. Lamar Jackson uh, is second in MVP, in my opinion, right now behind Jalen Hurts. Nick Chubb is on a tear. And then, you know, Amos St. Brown is is doing what he does. But this week it was Devonta Smith and, and uh, Chris Olave. I know. It, that's the thing about these double flex, you know, thing is if you can get a couple guys that aren't like – I guess, highly sought after, so to speak. Um, although I was very high on Chris Olave. I was pretty upset that he, he got yeah. him in the draft. But um, but anyhow, uh, and he's, you know, I like the fact that, you know, he's got Lamar Jackson, number one QB in fantasy. Um, and then Najee and Nick Chubb is a great combo. You know, DJ Moore is a bit of a worry point for him just because it's the, the freaking Panthers suck. Yeah, uh, offensively at least. Um, and on the other side, like, Lick didn't have that bad of a week. Like you said, it was the biggest beat down. But, I mean, he still had a little above average week for the league. Yeah, um, Cordell Patterson so. and, and uh, James Robinson, those are two huge games right there. Um, when you can get over 42 points from those guys, uh, that that's huge. Um you know, quarterback play for him was going to be the question. We we thought Tua him getting Tua was a great plug. I uh, just just didn't happen to work out uh, this week with uh, Tua kind of getting injured uh, mid game. But yeah, not a bad week at all from Cam. I tell you one thing scary about Connor's team as we start looking towards the next few weeks. I mean, Brian Robinson he's got on the bench uh, that that. That's an option right there. Uh, I like where Connor's team's trending. Yeah, oh, my God. I mean, <clears throat> he's got two reliable running backs, even if they're not going to break out. Um, they're going to touch the football. Amon Ross St. Brown is actually very good. Um, and, yeah, I like his team a lot. And Devontae Smith is going to – I think he's going to have a great season. Jalen Hurts is developing, and A.J. Brown's getting a lot of attention coverage-wise. Um, so yeah, it was the biggest beat down of the week, like you said. So, uh, you know, Connor moves to two and one licks two and one. Um, we, we are officially at that two, one log jam that we discussed, but, yep. um, moving into the next matchup, um, what I think was, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of like big blowouts this week, but we'll go to another one that was not particularly close. Um, and that was uh nunnery versus Paul. You know, he didn't destroy him by any means. No, uh, one by like 16, but you know, a lot of that to be fair was, um, you know, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. I think he had like 17 targets or something ridiculous. For yeah. Nunnery. Um, and then on Paul's side, you know, he gets the, the win with subpar performances from, um, Mahomes and, uh, Fournette and Kittle, um, and and even Devontae, even though he scored. Uh, Zeke finally got in the end zone. So, you got to feel good about that if you're Paul, at least. Uh, you definitely feel good about it. Um, and he had he had a couple, you know, double-digit guys on the bench. 
which is always a nice sign if you have to, well, you know, not have to, excuse me, once we start getting towards the, uh, the bye weeks, man, it's going to start, start, uh, being very important to make sure you got somebody to, to plug and play. Um, yeah, tough, tough week for, for Nunnery's bench, man. Uh, he, he's one of those guys that just can't get his lineup correct right now. Mari Cooper with 19 points, you know, he wins the week if he, if he plays him instead of Darnell Mooney. Uh, yeah. Oh. He, he's got Parker on the bench with 18. I mean, that, that, that hurts. Cowboys defense, 10 points. Started Steelers defense, one point. Yep. That's brutal. It's it's how the cookie crumbles. Yes. Yeah, and and this was, I mean, and he started, he didn't start Kamara either, I mean, which makes sense because, you know, he did have a bad game and he was kind of banged up. So, right. although he did get 15 carries, so he must be at least feeling better. Right. Um, so, that'd be something to look out, um, look out for. Darnell Mooney and the Bears are just – so trashed. I, Marnet, Mooney is the 115th receiver uh, in fantasy right now. I mean, Yikes. how the hell is he starting? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, Nunnery becomes the uh, one of two guys in 0-3. And, and then Paul gets his first win of the season. So that was uh, good, good for Paul to hopefully start trending upwards. Um, speaking of 0-3 and, and – first wins of the season we've got another matchup Allen versus Jordan um what'd you, what'd you see from this one Charles uh a couple things uh I saw that Allen was able to persevere and score over 100 points even though uh Montgomery went down early and only had a point yep shout out Trevor Lawrence yep yes yeah so Trevor Lawrence looks starting to look like what we pictured he might look like yeah um, and Derrick Henry had a Derrick Henry game yeah yeah, I mean, take away the first week. You know, it's the first week for Trevor Lawrence getting used to his weapons, et cetera. I mean, last two weeks, 83 completion percentage and 72 um, and no picks. Yeah. So, you got to love the way it's trending. 25 fantasy points, um, beating Kirk Cousins out by seven right off the rip. Like you said, Derrick Henry, uh, C.D. Lamb showing that he still carries great fantasy value, even with Cooper Rush at QB. Um Cam Akers clearly coming into the fold. Uh, and, you know, he'll – one thing to note, you know, Allen's got DeAndre Hopkins just chilling, waiting to come back. Um, could be interesting there. And he had Tyler Boyd with 20 on the bench, and Jamal Williams was 24 on the bench. Yeah, that, what's scary is if if Allen would have played Jamal Williams instead of Montgomery, which, which I don't blame him for not doing, and he would have played uh, Boyd instead of Jerry Judy he would have led the league in scoring this week. So, you know, it just shows you how close everybody really is when it's all, when it's all put in perspective. Uh, Jordan, on the other hand, I mean, not the worst week. I just, uh, it sucks when Zay Jones and Romeo dubs have 40 points sitting on your bench, but um, I thought Eckler, was going to perform a little better. I thought Darren Waller was going to definitely perform better against the Tennessee Titans. I really like what I saw from Damian Pierce. Uh, Juju finally got some double digit points. Um, and then McCaffrey, you know, with a steady 12, I mean, you can't really ask for much more from, from those guys starting, but yeah, if, if Jordan, you know, even 
thinks about putting Dubs in instead of Aguilar and uh, Zay Jones instead of Elijah Moore, uh, he wins the week. So it's just, it, it, you know, like we said, it's all about perspective. Right. And and he had Mike Evans out, you know, being suspended. So his team looks totally different coming into this next week. I mean, and Christian McCaffrey, don't get me wrong. He's been solid for fantasy. He's definitely not been number one overall pick. I mean, we sit here and say, you know, he's he's not been good, yada, yada. He's 12th running back in fantasy, yeah. um, which is not like he's a massive bust. But, I mean, he got 25 carries versus Saints. So, I mean, he's um, – that's a lot of freaking carries. So, yeah. they're clearly – wanting him to get the work. Um, Damian Pierce with 20 carries. And, um, you know, Nelson Alcalor is borderline unstartable with Brian Hoyer coming in. And um, I think, uh, you know, he's going to start the the old rookie uh, for the Packers this week, Mike Evans. And we'll see about Austin Eckler, man. It's a major concern over there. Um, I think they'll be okay, but he's only had one double-digit week in fantasy so far. That's And that was only because he had nine catches. Um, so that's a little scary hours for an 0-3 team. So we'll see. Um, we shall see. Uh, but like you said, Jordan moves to 0-3 and, and, uh, believe last year he started winless as well. Um, so he, he's definitely poised to, to make up some, some deficit there as we go in. But, um, let's take a look at another team that, that, uh, that could have gone, stayed undefeated, but lost. Um, to Mooney, it was Mooney and Craven. Uh, what, what is your main kind of couple takeaways here? I, I mean, I, I thought Mooney had a great week. Uh, you know, when you've got Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Josh Allen, um, it's it's going to be hard to beat anybody week in, week out. I, f- I feel bad. I, I'm not sure about Dalvin Cook's injury. Uh, he did suffer an injury. Uh, he got a lot of value out of Chase Edmonds last week, which – kind of comes as a surprise after watching last night's game. Um, but, yeah, you know, as far as Craven goes, uh, you know, came back to earth a little bit. Uh, like like we've kind of been talking about, um, he had two big boom weeks, uh, which I thought were about what he could score maximum with his squad. And uh, he came back to earth a little bit this week. Kyler Murray, just not that great of a game. Uh, no touchdowns for him, but uh, you know everybody else other than Tyreek Hill was was pretty solid. I mean, you know, except for the defense. Yeah, it was brutal. Anytime you get negative six from your defense going against the Jaguars, you know, going into the week, that's whew, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough to overcome. And um, you know, on Mooney's side, Josh Allen just continues to to be a beast. If it wasn't for Lamar, he'd be number one QB in, in fantasy. Um, Chase Edmonds, weird kind of week. I mean, I think he had like freaking six carries and two touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's insane. Yeah. Um, most are, it's getting way more action. I think, you know, even looking at last night, I think he had 15 carries and Edmonds had like five or six. Um, so, and, uh, so anyway, you know, Mooney score gets enough, gets enough out of his team between Josh Allen and, and A.J. Brown and Cooper Cup, kind of his his core three right there. And uh, he takes care of business. Plus, something to note, he's got Herbert on the bench for the Bears, so that could be huge if Montgomery misses time. Yeah, that is that is huge. That is huge. Um, um, we're I moving think we on. only got one more matchup here. 
Yeah, and, and this was uh, just a battle of two toothless dogs just gnawing at each other, but not getting anywhere because, um, <laughs> Charles, you would have lost to every team this week except me, and Weston would have lost to every team this week uh, with with the performances that we saw. Um, there's not, you know, no offense to to either of y'all. I think y'all. I mean, y'all are both sitting at two and one, but there's just really not much to talk about. This game was just not. This matchup, excuse me, was was not the uh, the most exciting we've seen. No, and and looking at my team, you know, like you said, I would have lost to anybody uh, besides Weston. And, you know, I had Daryl Henderson 1.7. And then even – so, obviously, that's terrible. Jamar Chase, Williams, Hawkinson all had decent weeks only because of, like, of, of, of a touchdown. And yeah. If it wasn't for that, they all would have, like, goosed me. And I would have had, like, 60-some points. Um, but Cortland Sutton gets it done on, on uh, Sunday Night Football to, to push me ahead. Yeah. I am happy Dude, with Mike Williams had one catch. I know for a freaking touchdown. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but it's nuts. One, only six targets in a game going against Jacksonville without Keenan Allen. I mean, that's just, it was a weird game. They had their ass kicked. Yeah. Um, but I am happy to see Ramondre Stevenson get way more carries. I feel good about having another running back that's actually going to get some work. Um, and then let's see on, you know, like you said, not much to talk about. Just Weston had some, some dud performances mainly because, DeAndre Swift was hurt, and James Connors a little banked up, and Justin Jefferson was non-existent. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, if he plays uh, in Joku instead of Fryermuth, he wins. So, I mean, it's another one of those things where uh, a little bit of a coin flip there, and and uh, and kind of go from there. But I mean, in Joku's ranked right eighth right now in fantasy uh, tight ends, so something to think about there, uh, Weston, if you're if you're listening before Sunday. Yeah, his usage is going up. He had one target week one, five week two, and ten last week. So, um, Bursette is definitely relying on him more and more and more. Plus, he's a freak athlete. I mean, he really is. Yeah. Um, oh. And he's and he's got Chris Godwin waiting to come back into the fold, just throwing that out there. Ooh, that's, that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, well, we did have uh, – we did wait this week. Uh, to start talking about or do the podcast until uh, we, you know, the waivers. Um, so I don't know if there is anything like crazy mentionable on the waivers with, you know, how like banged up our waivers are because of double flex 12 team league. But um, I do like the Isaiah McKenzie pickup for Lick. Yeah. Um, I think he could be involved and, and uh, anytime you want to get, uh, you know, a, a guy in that offense, but, Shout out Matt Collins. Uh, amazing week. Shout out uh, uh, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Uh, Matt Collins uh, alumni. Yeah, probably the third best Carolina receiver in NFL history. Um, I'm going to put put him behind, and I'm just going, I'm spitballing it. I'm going to put him behind Hakeem Nix, Super Bowl champion. Um, and, of course, the great Ronald Curry. Um he was uh, – Ronald Curry was an absolute freak athlete. Um, he was Michael Vick-esque uh, down in Hampton Roads, 757 Virginia Beach. Damn right. And I'm sure he threw a few interceptions to Julius Peppers in practice, but he also threw quite a bit of alley-oops Yeah, Julius Peppers. Uh, they, you know, they were the multi-sport athletes. It was, it was a thing of beauty. 
Yeah. And yeah, Ronald Curry was originally a quarterback. Like I said, Michael Vick S from the same area and was able to play, have a good career, solid career in the NFL as a uh, receiver. I think he played for the Raiders as well. Yeah, he played for the Raiders. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out, Berman. Uh, let's let's jump into this, Charles, and we can kind of go quick uh, with this week's uh, matchups. Yeah. Um, first matchup I see is a little former, uh, little former battle of Sackos. We've got Connor versus Nunnery. Connor at two and one, Nunnery at zero and three. Uh, right off the bat, I'm going to say I think Connor gets the win, but I think it's going to be closer than we think with how Nunnery's team has been performing. Um, I think Connor has the just the upper leg right now when it comes to uh, running backs, no pun intended, and I <laughs> I think DJ Moore gets in the end zone Sunday, so I'm saying Connor. Definitely wins, but I think Nunnery scores in the 90s. Yeah, I think Connor wins. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. You know, we've got uh, the Steelers going against the Jets for uh, for Nunnery. I assume he'll keep him. Take Mooney out, put in Cooper, get Keenan Allen back, Kamara. His team looks a lot different. So, yeah. it, I think I think it's going to be close, dude. I, I really do. It's a must win for Nunnery. Um, and – uh, you know, I think Lamar Jackson going against Buffalo and the potential shootout will get there will end, possibly end up putting Connor over the edge. So um, that's what I'm going to go with as well. All right. Uh, next up, I see we've got a little NC State rivalry again here. We've got Lick versus Craven. This one is intriguing. I think we're going to see two teams score over 100. I think it's going to be a little closer um than some of the previous week's matchups have been for Craven. Uh and I'm gonna say I think Craven wins. And that's just because Tyreek Hill has already put up 21 points for his squad. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard to ignore. Um <laughs> yeah, plus, you know, I like Debo to get in the end zone this week um on uh Monday night football. Um and on the other side, you know, I do feel like there's just kind of some bad matchups. I'm not really sure how Justin Herbert's feeling for Lick. Um, Cordero Patterson's kind of going one game beast, one game not. So, you know, if you're if you're going in that pattern, I don't really love him to have a great week this week. But um, I'm gonna take Craven. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to shout out a score. I'm 112 to 105. I like that score. I like that score. Uh, who we got next? Let's take a look at a at a uh, a battle of uh, of some original goats. You uh, versus Weston. Um, I know you've already had two guys go. Uh, he's had one guy go. He had a sub 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 par performance from uh, from Waddle, and you uh, you had each of your players get in the end zone. Yeah, two uh, m- m- big week for Mixon to bounce back, and then T Higgins, you know, doubling what he had. Um, doubling what he had last week with uh, 24 points. I hope this is going to be a close matchup. I, I, I am always scared of Weston's team. I, we spoke so highly of him the first three weeks. And, you know, he had a little bit of a roadblock last week. But he's definitely got the squad to to kind of boom and 
and absolutely score 150 points. So um, I think it's going to be a close matchup. Charles, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to give the slight edge to, uh, to myself this week. I could be wrong on the call, but uh, after what I saw Thursday night, I, I like the matchups with the rest of the, uh, the squad, and I'm going to take me slight edge. Okay. Uh, this is, this is going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take you at the slight edge as well. Again, it's hard to ignore the fact that, you know, you, of what's already happened. You've got off to a great start. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know if I'm not telling you to start him or not start him, but I got a weird feeling that, um, that, uh, ETN gets in the, in the end zone this week. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, I don't know what it is. I just got a feeling he's getting more involved. And, you know, even though James Robinson's going to have the breakout runs, I, I'm, I'm seeing an ETN, like, little uh, seven-yard swing pass for a touchdown this week. Okay. Um, I also think Bateman gets in the end zone this week. And um, now on the other side, I think Hurts is going against a better Jacksonville defense than people are giving him credit for. Um, and – you know, it just kind of depends on DeAndre Swift's health as well. Yeah. Um, if he's out, I certainly have you to win. If he's in, I'll still take you to win by a, a smaller margin. Okay. Okay. Well, next up, we've got you versus uh, Paul. Paul getting his first win of the season last week. Charles, you've already put up uh, a nice little 22 points from Joe Burrow and a nice 10-point 10, 10 spot from Jamar Chase. I think this game is going to be a close one. Uh, looking for Leonard Fournette to get in the end zone this week. He lied to us uh, previously. Um, and I like where Michael Pittman was last week for for Paul. But, uh, you know, on your side, like you said, Ramon J. Stevenson had a great week last week. He's a must start. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, um, I think, can get in the end zone a few times. And I like what we saw from Cordell Sutton. So I'm going to give Charles uh, the slight edge and I'm going to say it's my lock of the week. Oh, that's scary. Um, Okay. Uh, All right. Well, I also like uh, Leonard Fournette to score this week. I was going to say that as well. Um, And going back to, you know, Paul's team down here at the bottom, um, as in some of his bench players. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I was, I was, I misread something. I was looking at Jamison Williams on the Lions, and I thought it was Jamal Williams. So uh, disregard that. Classic mix up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of it, and I know this is kind of, but we'll see how much George Kittle is able to get back involved and how healthy he looks. Um, that's a big Monday night finish there for Paul in the tight yeah. end spot. And, um, on my side, if Amon Ross St. Brown is out, I think if Hawkinson's healthy, you know, I think I finally see kind of a Hawkinson breakout game. And um, I tell you, man, I'm almost tempted to start Bob Tanyan this week. I, I I have a weird feeling Tanyan scores this week. I like that. I, I mean, I love a little Robert Tanyan touchdown. I think <laughs> – oh, excuse me. I think the Packers um, – I think you're getting ready to see them start rolling again like they do every year. Um yeah, and he's just getting used to everything. And the, the offense is just just now on the cusp of figuring it out. So that's that's going to be interesting. But um, I think we got two more matchups next. Uh, this one is going to be a tough one. Jordan staring at zero and four, 
potentially this week. Uh, having to go against Mooney, who's who's got a great squad. Mooney's a little banged up. Uh, we'll be interested to see how Dalvin Cook plays. Uh, I see he's plugged in Herbert for Chicago. That's that's an interesting play. And, uh, you know, Jordan on the other side, starting Jared Goff, I really like that. He is not starting dubs, which, you know, I don't blame him with Mike Evans back. I think Jordan's going to surprise some people this week. With Mike Evans being back, uh, the Bucks just losing to the Packers last week. Darren Waller hasn't been in the end zone in a while. Elijah Moore hasn't. Juju Smith, Smith, uh, Juju Smith Schuster hasn't. Eckler hasn't. It that's could, wild. Could be one of those fucking games, dude. It really could be. Um, I do like the Jared Goff start. Actually, I do like that. Um, you know, if he slight downgrade on him if the Monroe St. Brown doesn't start, but uh, I think Elijah Moore could, you know, possibly get going a little bit now they got um, Wilson back. They had some good gel last year um you know mike evans like you said coming back that's huge yeah uh, on mooney side i mean i just i don't know if, if dalvin cook's healthy and especially if montgomery sits too with herbert cook josh allen cup right. brown i mean i could easily see jordan start own four i'm actually going to make mooney my lock of the week okay okay Sorry, jay <laughs> um hard to argue that there uh, and then we got our last matchup, Allen versus Vic. This one is an, it's another intriguing one. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to, oh, yeah. and I'm going to give, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it here. I think Vic takes his first L of the week this week. Uh, I really like the trending upwards that Allen had last week with Derrick Henry and Trevor Lawrence and CD Lamb. I think uh, when when you add in a Jerry Judy game and and possibly, um, you know, a Zach Ertz touchdown or a Cam Akers touchdown, it could get really, really weird. Sucks that Michael Thomas is out and that Montgomery is out, but the fact that he didn't start Moster or Boyd uh, was was a clutch play on on Allen's part because he's got a lot of uh, of game left for Sunday. So, yeah. Vic on you know on the other side, I don't think feeling scores. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure Mark Andrews is going to have the game he had last week. I'm It'd not be tough to yeah. Um, Brees Hall's is is look promising, and Miles Sanders is off to a good start. But you know those guys are so hit or miss in the in their offenses respectively, uh, respectively that. Uh, it's going to be kind of a coin flip to see how they play. So I, I'm going to call it here. I think Vic takes the first, uh, first L of the season for him. And I think Allen moves the two and two, which kind of shocks the shocks the league. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with you here. I, uh, I like the, uh, I like the fact the, the, the thing that's taking it over the edge for me is Cam Akers is going to get 10, 15 touches. Jamal Williams is going to get anywhere from probably 15 to 18 touches. I mean, that's, that's massive. Um, You know, that opportunity is massive. One thing to watch out for, if they do rule David Montgomery active to play, it could be interesting to see, you know, 
does does Allen still start him? You know, probably so. Does he actually play the whole game? You know, that that could be something to keep an eye on right. there. Um, you know, maybe he starts him over Judy. Although I could see Judy kind of starting to trend up, hopefully for, for his sake. But yeah, I like uh, I like there to be no undefeated teams after this week. Mm. All right. Well, that, that's kind of our uh, that's kind of our week for the uh, for the recap and for the projections for this week. Charles, do we, do we want to get into our uh, our records and and kind of locking up a, a little uh, NFL play? Yes, I would like to go back and look and listen, uh, listen at the podcast for like the fantasy lock of the weeks. But I know for the NFL locks of the week, they're easier to keep up with because um, we've been on a freaking roll. Um, <laughs> we're we're undefeated. <laughs> we're six and zero. Oh. We're undefeated. We're we're six and zero. Oh. Uh, we won last week. We had, uh, you know, I'm sitting here trying to remember. Oh, I, had, I said, uh, yeah. who did I say? I can't. Hear. Oh, I took the Dolphins. You took uh, Dolphins to cover, and they won outright. Yep, and I took the Lions to uh, to cover, and they they should have won outright. Yes, easy cover. Um, yeah, in both of those games. So, um, you know, even if the Bills win there at the end, Dolphins still easily covered. So we we are we are trending big up um, as far as that goes. Um, but what, I'll, I'll let you pick first this week. A lot of intriguing uh, – I'm looking, I'm crunching the numbers right now, Charles. A lot of intriguing lines right now. Uh, this Cowboys-Commanders game, Dallas by three, that's an intriguing one. Uh, Titans-Colts, Titans favored by three and a half. I'm not sure about that one. Let's not forget what the Colts look – they look like complete doo-doo. Uh, for the first two weeks, so let's let's not forget that, folks. I, you know this this line of uh, Pitts or excuse me, Jets Steelers. That's a to me that's a coin flip game. That's three points just for the. They're basically saying the Steelers are going to win by half a point. Um, yeah. Obviously the Panthers Cardinals, but my lock of the week is going to be Cleveland by one against the Falcons. Um, there's no excuse here for the Browns. They've got to get it done. In Atlanta, go eat your Waffle House after. Uh, I think they win by much more than uh, lose uh, by one point. Okay, I like it. I, I, they don't have a, really any excuse. I mean, they, their defense is pretty – well – are they going to have Miles Garrett? That's a big question mark. Um, but even so, I think that they should go in there and take care of business. Falcons' defense isn't good. Browns have some weapons. Brissett's getting very competent. I mean, he's always been a competent quarterback. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll jump all the way to Monday Night Football. Um, the Rams are one-and-a-half-point dogs on the road versus the Niners. I don't think the Rams' defense is kind of rounding into form. I think Jimmy G is not. Um uh, yeah, I like parlay Rams plus one and a half with Debo Samuel anytime touchdown. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I don't know why, but yeah, something speaks to me on that one. I think Rams will move to three to one and Niners will slip to one and three. Um, could be a little bit of a defensive struggle in that game too. So, you know, even lower the points, the, the more advantage that I would say to, to taking whoever the dog is in that matchup. So. Um, plus 
we can't forget these are the defending Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, well, man, good luck. Hopefully, we can improve to eight and zero. Oh. And uh, everybody out there, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay dry, stay safe, and and uh, but don't stay sober. Yeah, can't do it. Um, but excited for this week's matchup, and uh, I'm actually getting ready to go to Top Golf in the pissing hurricane, Charles. Uh, so I will. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that. That sounds that sounds good. And uh, for anybody that uh, thought I was joking about that location where uh, Vikram is going to do his McDonald's uh, punishment, I was being dead serious. That is where he's going to do it. Um, so everyone, be ready for that. Be ready for some interesting <laughs> as, updates. As they as they say in New York, you were dead ass. I was dead ass. You were man. dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. In this case, maybe dead axe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see myself out. Everyone have a great week. <laughs>